Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Hey. Erica. <laughs> hey, girl. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? <laughs> okay, can I tell the people what we just did? <laughs> yeah, I was about to tell them too. That's okay. why we laughing. Sorry, y'all. We are not mature. Um, So we were recording this episode and realized we was not actually recording the whole time we was talking <laughs> so, i was like why is erica not talking back somebody's not recording <laughs> so here we are okay you had to be there it's one of the things you had to be there it's really funny <laughs> it actually was so we're gonna do something different what are we gonna do today shelby so today we are gonna play a game so one of the things that we really really want people to be able to do is to be able to connect with us and different things like that. Yes. And one way that people connect with you is if they learn more about you, your likes, your dislikes, what you like and what you don't like. So we came up with 10 randomized questions that we're going to ask each other. We have to say the first thing that comes to our mind. Dun, dun, so dun. this way you can learn a little bit more about us, likes, dislikes, etc. Um, different things like that. So Erica, do you want me to ask you first? Okay. I'm nervous. Let's Erica's go. going to go first. Are you ready? No. 10 questions say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Help me, Erica Jesus. is really breathing like she's about to go out and run the Olympics. And I'm confused. <laughs> like, she just okay. breathed in like she's about to go into labor. Okay. Wait. I don't know what that's like. Okay. Let's, let's try it. Let's okay. Go. You ready? Yep. Okay. So, where did you grow up? Dallas, Texas. Favorite happy hour drink? Let's go old-fashioned. Oh, okay. You Okay. It depends on my mood, but. Yeah. What college did you attend? Uh, UT San Antonio. Whoop, whoop. What is your spirit animal and why? Uh, I'm going to just go with a butterfly. Why? Because um, they're unique. Okay. I don't know. Um, favorite movie? <laughs> um, Let's go with um, No Good Deed. Ooh. Okay. What's your dream date and why? My dream date? Um, okay. Um, maybe like something romantic. Like what? like a dinner on the beach. Ooh, that's that'll be real cute. That's real cute. <laughs> Something I never did. Okay. Okay. Dream car? Oh, a BMW four sixty. What color? Blue, like dark blue. Ooh. Like midnight blue. Like it looked black, but it's blue. Ooh, Ooh. That sound real sexy. Yes. Most memorable vacation memory. Oh, um, with my family, it's the first thing that come to mind to the Virgin Islands when we actually got stuck on a boat in the oh. middle of the ocean. <laughs> you have to tell me about that later. Yeah, that was the most memorable. Oh, yep. But I'm here to tell the story. Yes. <laughs> what is one of your biggest pet peeves and why? Uh, driving slow. I can't stand a slow driver. No, she can't. We went to the wedding the other week and she was cussing everybody out. <laughs> what are you doing? I cannot. That's probably my biggest one. <laughs> What are you happiest what are you happiest with in your life right now? The love that I have in my life, like family and friends. Not like a, a man, but I'm just saying, yeah. like family and friends. I'm really happy about that right now. Yeah. And that's it. That was twin questions. What do I win? What do I win? Nothing. You know what? I More feel, friendship with me? Oh. I still feel played. You know what? I hear Echo with this bottle water. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about she feels played. Okay, your time. Your turn. Okay. So, ready? Yes. Where'd you grow up? Cason, Texas. 
Favorite happy hour drink? Crown and Coke. What college did you attend? UTA. And? SMU for my <laughs> grad degree. What is your spirit animal and a why? A bird because I love to go places and I just feel like if I could fly, I wouldn't have to play for a plane ticket. Okay, bye. This <laughs> <laughs> question is your favorite movie? Love and Basketball. Your dream date and why? Um, I would say a really good dinner with like some good seasoned food. Like, Ooh. you know, that is cooked. <laughs> and then, you know, like I hate, I hate food that's bland. So something that's really flavorful, like okay. seafood, Cajun mm. food, something mm. like that. And then I would like to go like dancing afterwards. Okay. Okay. All right. So dream car. A candy apple red Mercedes Benz 350. Okay. Okay. Um, most memorable vacation memory. Um, well, my friends and I went to Mexico for my 24th birthday, and your girl <laughs> jumped in this toasty noob and couldn't swim. But I lived to tell the story. And I can attest that that is true. But we um, had an amazing time. Yes. Okay, so what's your biggest pet peeve? I hate if I invite you somewhere and you invite other people. Oh, yeah. That's my biggest pet peeve. Like, yeah. don't invite other people. Now I don't want you to go. Yeah, can CC and them come? Um, No. But anyway, okay, so what's your happy, what are you happiest with in your life right now? Um, I would definitely say kind of what you just said, that I just have family and friends and people in my life that really love me, that really rock with me, and that are just genuine people who pour into me. Ding, ding. Game over. Yeah. That was fun. It was. I guess we'll try this again some other day. Yeah. Because that was pretty cool. It was. I learned something new because I'm going to have to ask you about this boat after the podcast because you never told Girl. me that. Girl, God be on my side, okay? It's been too many moments when I'm like, Jesus. Take the wheel, why don't you? Okay, so, well, actually, I can explain it now real quick. Okay, so we went on a cruise to the Virgin Islands. Then, you know, when we got off to, I think it was St. Lucia, there was a boat that's going to take you out snorkeling. Now, side note, I will do some adventurous stuff like that. So I went out there. It was me, my dad, and my brother. Now, my brother was too cool for school. He was was one of them real, you know, homeboys. He's going to be out there in the Air Force Ones, (laughs) jerseys, and like... But he was just going to be on the boat. He was not trying to get in the water. Yeah. I was. I was ready. And all of a sudden, it starts storming really, really bad to where I don't know if you ever felt like what an island storm looks like or feels like. But Mm-mm. the rain was coming down so hard. It was like nails in your skin. That's how oh. hard it was coming down. The boat was like a little fishing boat. It was oh. not like we were off the cruise ship. So it was like a little fishing boat. That's and scary. we couldn't get around the the storm in a little fishing boat and it was just really scary like we had to hold on to the railings because the wind was whipping it was just very very scary and I was just like it in hindsight in 2020 I'm like that was probably one of my favorite vacations but that right there What's like the we, yes I was like I know how to swim but I don't know how to take no currents in no ocean like yeah, that's I can't different. I can't do it so yeah that was that on that <laughs> oh, well I'm glad that you lived to tell the story so we could be friends and we could start all things <laughs> I'm serious. No facts. No, I'm serious. I'm straight up serious. I'm not even being funny. <laughs> okay, so let's start our um, podcast. So our first segment is dating and relationships. Oh, Lord. Do we have to talk about this? Do we have to? <laughs> you wrote this one. <laughs> no, I did not. This is, You wrote this, boo. No, I can't remember. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about the list. Dun, okay. dun, dun. Okay, so even if we don't admit it, ladies... 
and maybe some men. I don't know. We all have a list of what we want in a mate. So, Shelby, <laughs> what's on your list that's reasonable? And do you think it's important to have a list? And if so, <clears throat> why? Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> no, I do think it's important to have a list because I think it's important to know and to read and to meditate and to pray over the things that you want. And I believe that that's something that you really need in a mate, that God is going to provide that if your heart is genuine and that's what he feels like you need. That's why I think it's important to have a list. Um, do I think uh, it's reasonable? I think the things on my list now are very reasonable. Name one thing. What's um, I got a couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so things that are on my list that are very important. Like you have to have a relationship with God and you have to know him for yourself. Like, I just don't want you to be, you know, the St. James version or St. John version on Sundays in front of everybody and do the fake praise. Like, I want you to really, it's really important to me that whoever I'm dating or I'm with and my purpose mate is, has a relationship with God, knows him for himself, and he really does try to live a life for God to the best of his ability. That's not being perfect. That's being human. Um, it's important for me to be with somebody that really supports and encourages me and pours life into me. Because I feel like sometimes as women, we pour and pour and pour and pour and pour into men. But a lot of times women don't expect their man to do that. Listen, I need my man to do that, period, because that's what I'm going to do for him. Um, I need to be with somebody that wants to have a family. That is a non-negotiable for me. They have to believe in monogamy and want to get married, and they have to want a family and different things like that. But those, I would say, are the top three things that come to mind and I think it's important for those things to be on my list because those are non-negotiables for me. Like, why would I give somebody that don't want to have a family or that doesn't believe in God, you know what I mean, or doesn't have a vision for right. their life? Like, that's wasting my time and their time. And then we're both upset and we don't get what we want because we're not equally yoked. And I think a lot of people get in relationships that they're not equally yoked with because they threw out their non-negotiables on their list just to have somebody and just to do it for the Joneses. And that is true. That is very, very true. And I'd rather be by myself than be doing it for the Joneses. Listen. Who are the Joneses? Broke. <laughs> um, I think for me, I had a list back in 2010. Then I got into a relationship in like 2012. Yeah. Then got out of a relationship in about 2018, 2019, a little bit. And um, the list changed. Yeah. So I do believe that when you experience different relationships, your list should change. Yeah, I think it evolves with and, you as and you what evolve. You, and what you want. So I wrote that list in twenty eight. I mean, 2010, and that was in my 20s. Now I'm in my 30s, so I actually have a list in my phone, bruh. And I'm going to just read, like, one or two things off of it that I feel like now in this stage of my life, I think each season you should have a different list, things that matter to you more. Because yeah. the same things that matter to me now probably weren't even on my radar yeah. back then. I agree. So for me, of course, <laughs> I'm petty. I have, like, this really long list, and then I, like, start some, some ones that I'm like, God, you know, this would be actually the best. Out of all of it, if you just... See, you got a multiple choice list. I'm crying. I'm crying. That's so Erica. But, serious. you know, it's weird is that everything that you said was literally, like, these these one, these starred um, things yeah. on here. So, like, the being a believer in Christ. 
that's definitely one that has to be on there. Um, I also want someone that's very wise. I don't like someone who's foolish and just does dumb stuff and like not aware of what they be doing. Just be talking. What yes. are you talking about? I want to hear you speak to me and and be wise. Like you've been through something. Like you know what you're talking about. Have a great mind. Be smart. Like yeah. don't just be out here just talking. Like you just said. Like you don't know what you're saying. Um, someone who's honest and compassionate. Like those things. Like I feel like whoever this person is needs to be able to add to me and not take from me. Hey, I feel like in, right in my past relationships, I have just been, they just been taken and taken and taken. Where's the person that can add to me? So those things on my list that I have can add to what I can bring to the table Yeah, as well. So I, I, I don't think that, yes, you can have stuff on your list. that's unreasonable. Like he got to be six foot seven. Like girl, you can go to the, to the, basketball team and pick one of them people because i don't know the average man that's no six seven i'm just saying so (laughs) and i just think that you should have a list if it's reasonable so that you can understand the things that you really want and try to stick to that i'm not saying pull out your phone when he's sitting in front of you and be like check 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 yeah but this list is honestly just for me personally to see where my head and my heart is at yeah and see you know praying over those things and then you know, if those things, I mean, honestly, the guy is not going to have everything on that list. Like, it's just not. not. <laughs> and so I just honestly made it for me personally because I could see how my list from 2010 has changed from the one that's in 2019. Yeah. That's almost a decade apart. Like, of course, I should have a different mindset, yeah. different wants in a different place, a different season. Yeah. So, yes, it should be different. So you, I think you've kind of already answered this question, but I just want to kind of elaborate on it. Like, as you've grown and gone through different seasons, like, how has your list evolved and why do you think it had to evolve to what it is now compared to what it was then? I feel like then was more like what I thought I wanted as far as like, it was not as uh it was more surface level stuff back then. Yeah. Then now it's more like, what is your heart and your mind and your character? Like, yeah. What, who are you as a human being, yeah. as a person? Like just how are you raised? Yeah. Like, what is your mindset? Like, Things like that matter to me more than do you have a bachelor's degree? Do you have a master's? Do you have a doctorate? Like all that kind of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. But that don't tell me if you're crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Or not. And I agree because I think you just said something very important, which is the reason I asked you the question is I think a lot of time we write down surface level stuff. Yeah. And it matters, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Like. Because a lot of the things that you named are things that I've been praying in, I've been praying for and to make too. And those are things that are gonna raise our children. Mm-hmm. Those are things that are going to lead our household. Because like if you sit here saying that you want your man to lead you and you want him to be the hell of the household, it's this you need to make sure he's not leading you to hell. Like you need to know where he's going. There you it need is. to know what type of person he is. You need to know what his heart is, what his values are. I think mm-hmm. my mama always told me, she was like, when you meet somebody, sis, you need to go and you need to talk to everybody in that man's family that he brings you around. My mama's like, talk to the people he wants you to talk to, talk to people he don't want you to talk to. She's talking about you look through all of the family photos, you find out all the information that you can. Because I think sometimes we take the surface level stuff and he looks amazing on paper. She looks mm-hmm. amazing on paper. But he ain't got no heart. He ain't got mm-hmm. no character. He doesn't have the vision. He's not leading you anywhere but Y'all. to the video games. Yeah. <laughs> Sis, wake up. We're trying to save your life. 
There's Y'all. nothing wrong with video. I have nothing against video games. It's just the first thing that came to my mind. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, you really. I think you. I think as women specifically, we got to get real specific about what we want. Like the other day, um, obviously I won't say the conversation we had. I went out to eat with my best friend. And me and him, we had, like, this really, really randomly good, deep conversation. And when we were talking, and he, we were just talking about life and, you know, what we want, what we didn't want, and different things like that, he made me realize that, like, I have to get real specific about what I want and, like, be ten toes down about it and not move from it. Because there are some things that I want that are non-negotiables and that are on my list. And he made me realize that, like, you got to get honest about it and you have to have conversations about it, but you also got to be prepared that if he doesn't check off something that's a non-negotiable on your list, what you going to do about it? Right. Like, is you staying, is you going, is you compromising? Like, what is it? And I think that when we have these lists and we meet people and whether we realize that that he's good on paper and he's not good in person, like, you got to decide what you going to do about it. Are you going to fold? Are you, are you going to compromise? Are you going to keep it moving? Are you going to trust and believe God for someone else? Because sometimes we forget that sometimes God will send an impossible before he send your man. That is a word. <laughs> because God needs to know is your heart ready. God needs to know is your mind ready. God needs to know are you prepared. Like I try to think about it like this. Like am I prepared for the type of man that I'm asking God for? Right. Do I bring to the table what I'm asking God to bring? Because I have made a personal decision that I don't pray and ask God for nothing I cannot bring to the table myself because I don't feel like that's fair and I don't feel like that's being equally yoked because at the end of the day I'm supposed to be a helpmate to my man I can't be a helpmate if I don't have no skills I can't be a helpmate if I'm not helping him and adding value to him and encouraging him and uplifting him and I think sometimes we forget that as women we're supposed to be a helpmate to our man like he's not supposed to do everything Right. He's not equipped to be everything. Like, God made woman from man. Yep. So, that's why we become one. I think that, I remember one specific thing on my list, um, kind of going back to, like, who was in his family and stuff. Because yeah. these generational curses, it's a real thing, y'all. Listen. It's a real thing. I'm just saying. Right. One of the things on my list was, back in 2010, was that I wanted him to be from, um, the same kind of family dynamic that I was from. So I'm from a two parent household. Yeah. I wanted him to be exactly. I wanted him to be a two parent from a two parent household, but I realized that I probably said that because that's what I knew. Yeah. And I'm like back in 2010, I was like super young and I was just like, I don't, don't know. I didn't experience enough to realize that that's a blessing from you to be from a two parent household. So I ended up falling in love with somebody who was only raised by his mother. Yeah. And had a lot of siblings, and he just did not have that father figure in his life. I don't care what nobody say, that does something to a man. And it did something to him to where I saw how that affected him in his decision-making. Yeah. You know, in in life in general. Yeah. So it's like I... I'm not saying that that was something that was a non-negotiable on my list, but it's like it was something that I was looking for, and I knew that me and him came from two totally different worlds, which was beautiful to me at the time. Yeah. It's like he could teach me things, I could teach him things, but 
it did the way that someone grows up it does affect them in their adult life and you have to just know that because if you just think that oh my gosh everyone is 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 raised like this no like it really affects who they are as an adult especially if they've never dealt with what they've dealt with back then yeah it's gonna affect you and how he is to you in your relationship i agree so i think that now that it's it's not it's not anything on my list at all. It's not, but but it is some. I do look at how the person was raised. Whether you was raised with your grandmother, whether yeah. you was raised with your auntie, like how were you raised? Is yeah. is what I'm trying. That's more of what I yeah. What I would take to mind rather than oh, were you raised like me? Yeah. You don't have to be raised like me. Like I think it's beautiful when you can connect with someone who is from a totally different world than you. But yeah. it does do something to that person as an adult. I agree, and I think for me, like, I've really always want to know, like, what the um, family dynamic is. Like, how do they interact with their siblings if they have siblings, their parents if they have parents, or, you know, their mom, their dad, and different things like that. Um, Just because to piggyback on you, because I dated someone that they did come from a two-parent home, but it wasn't a healthy two-parent home. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like... I came from a two-parent home, and it's, you know, nobody's perfect, but it was a healthy two-parent home, you know? Like, I never saw my dad do anything negative to my mom or my mom do anything negative to my, you know, my dad. Like, it was a really healthy two-parent home, loving different things like that. But when I was dating this person, like, I assumed that he showed love like I show love and my parents show love like their parents show love, but it didn't. And I started to realize that that affected him, and I started to realize that he could only – love me to the capacity that he knew love Mm -hmm. and that the capacity that I knew love was totally different from the capacity that he knew love so I think it's really important to learn people's patterns and to know how they love how they receive love and how their patterns are because if we're being honest you say this all the time um everybody comes with baggage but it just comes down to how much baggage are you willing to carry and to fix and to help him work through Mm mm-hmm because I think women, and particularly women of color, um, and I think men do it too for women, I think we take on trying to fix a man and try to build a man up and to be everything that he didn't have. But I think we got to realize, for women to that person has to want to be better for themselves and that person has to work through it. Like, that's not your journey. Your journey may be to help him and to encourage him and to pray for him or her, but that's not your journey. And we got to stop taking on what other people did or went through. Like, we got to be very, I'm saying that to say, like, my personal opinion is we got to be careful of the badges that we take on and we got to be careful of the baggage that we personally think is our business to fix. And that is my whole, like, lesson in life. Because I'm that person. I will take on somebody's baggage. I will take on someone's problems. I will put you on my back and be like, let's go. What's what's wrong? (laughs) Like, how can I fix it? Yeah. But that is a strength and a weakness of mine. Because I'm like, it's very hard for me to say that I love someone or I'm in love with this person and I'm not helping or I'm not... I'm not doing everything I can to yeah. make it better, help them. Even though if I'm not able to make it better, yeah. I'm going to do everything I can to try it. So it is very hard, but it is very important to to know when to know that you can't fix that person. Yeah. And you can only help them to a certain capacity. Yeah. So 
so for as women, when we're making our list, what do you think is important to take into account when you're making your list? And what do you think, if anything, is important to lead out when you're making your list? I think you need to leave out all the surface level. Like, yes, we have preferences. Of course, we do. Listen, we do. I'm praying and believing. But <laughs> your, your, your purpose mate could be everything but like the six seven dark chocolate dude like he could be kind of short he could be kind of brown you know (laughs) he could be the total opposite of what you think you're attracted to is what i'm saying yeah and i think that should be at the lowest part of your list i don't think that that should be number one yeah um i think what number one needs to be is this character like what the character of a man is so important to me I mean, of course, you need to be attracted to him, but I'm just saying that isn't in priority list. Like, that shouldn't be the very yeah. top of your list. Like, you should not worry about how he dresses more than how he treats you. Yeah, because we can fix the style. We can. We can we get a little can, haircut. Right, we get a haircut. We can fix the style. We can get some new shoes. Yes. Listen. We can do that. What about you? I'm a miracle worker. <laughs> um, um, I would definitely say everything you said. I think that as you're making your list, I think you have to sit down and write down what's really important to you. What is a non-negotiable for you? Like, what type of person do you feel like you need in order to add value to your life? And what type of person do you would you trust to lead you that you would want to be married to that has the same vision? I think you need to write that down, and I think you need to get honest about it. And I think that you need to, once you do that, I, like you said, I think you need to leave the surface level things off. I think it's important to write those things down. Yeah. But I think sometimes I'm telling my, I'm telling myself this to y'all. Like you got to be flexible in mm-hmm. those surface level things, but not flexible in those core non-negotiable things. I really do think a list is important because I really think that it will remind you of the conversation that you have with God and the conversation that you think and the things that you think you need from a person. I think that when you get with your person, that God is going to supply you with what you need. He may not supply you with everything you want, but he will supply you what you need. And I think it's I think it's important to pray over that list and I think it's important to remind yourself of that list. So if you meet somebody and they got and they have a non-negotiable, you can remind yourself, "Nope, this is a devil in sheep clothing. I don't got time." Nope, 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 and nope. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we were joking about, like, me having starred things on my list, but those are really, like, what I feel like is the most important. Yeah. And I'm serious. I'm like, I have a list of goals, so why wouldn't I have a list of, like, I have a list of goals that I pray over, so why wouldn't I have a list of my purpose mate that I'm praying over? I'm not out here just trying to Netflix and chill with anybody. Like, I'm really, like, serious about the next Person. phase of my life yeah. in that way so i'm not that's the only reason like if you don't if you ain't really serious about none of that then it's no purpose of you even having all that yeah but i think that also your list should also come with growth and like experience like okay your list should not be the same list you had when you was 20 <laughs> like, yeah, right. or 15 like yeah. no so i mean i think that was good advice i sometimes i think people have a negative connotation on a list but i yeah. think it's important to have one i agree I do. 
shoot, I got a grocery list. I got a to-do list. I have a list for everything. <laughs> so, I mean. Literally. A man list. I mean, it's all good. <laughs> Girl. So, let's move on to our journey segment. So, this is when we talk about something that we have learned or some tips or tools that we want to share for our journey in building all things melanin. Okay. So, the topic is working as a team. So how do we effectively work as a team? What's an example of when we've done a great job as working as a team? And what's a time that our miscommunication needed some work? Work, 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 I think we work efficiently. I think we work efficiently as a team because we constantly work on working as a team. And we're both cognizant of making sure... The other person is fully aware of everything that's going on, that the person has an input, that the person is hurt, and different things like that. So I think the first thing about working as a team is actively working together, period. And I think what works for us is that we run everything by each other, even if it's the most simplest thing, even if it's something that's tiny, whether major or large. I think that's very important. I think it's always important to communicate. I think it's important to sometimes even overly communicate. Like sometimes I over communicate my points, Erica, but I just want to make sure that we're both on the same page. I think another thing about working officially together is being on the same page with each other, like making sure that you both agree and that you both are seeing the same outlook and different things like that. Yeah, I think the only way to work efficiently and effectively is to communicate. Yeah. There's, you can't just assume, well, I'll just go ahead and, like, even with posting something, I can't just assume that Shelby would just go ahead and post this. She can't just assume that I'm going to go ahead and post this. Like, we will literally say, hey, um, or she'll have to say, hey, I'm going to post this at 12, or I'm going to schedule this at 12, and then, you know, vice versa. Like, we, like she said, we we talk about every little minor detail, or even just sending an email. We'll be like, hey, we have this in draft. Go take a look at it. Add something if you need to add to something before we send it. Like, we don't just just do stuff on our own, or, or else we're not a team. Yeah. <laughs> and so the great thing about having a partnership is that we are our own team. And so we're able to lean on each other. And I think we do a great job of that, too. Yeah, I agree. And I think that what's worked for us is to actually organize our job duties, too. Yes, that. Because I think that's the effective way, too, is when everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. Like, if we don't know what we're supposed to be doing, we're not doing anything. And people are doing work double time or double team, and that's not working effectively. Yeah, I agree. I would definitely say a time that we may have, that we didn't communicate as well as like a couple weeks ago. So like you said, Eric and I, we've decided that we got a plan. We got to write stuff out. We write on our calendars and different things like that. She knows when she's supposed to do stuff. I know when I'm supposed to do stuff. So about a couple weeks ago, we, so for instance, we have a blog. We have a blog that goes up every single Wednesday. And um, for some reason, I thought I was supposed to write it. But Erica had actually wrote it down that she was supposed to write it, and she was actually correct. <laughs> she was supposed to write it. She was supposed to post and do all that stuff. But for some reason, I can't tell you why. I <laughs> wrote one, too. But I think what happened was I published mine before she did, and I scheduled it before she did. And I don't really know how she know I did it at the same time, but that was really just a miscommunication um, 
between the two of us um, about who was supposed to post and different things like that. Um, luckily, we worked it out because we just looked at it like, oh, okay, well, we already have a post in the in the bank now, so yeah. it's cool. So I would say that's a time where we didn't communicate as well. But I think after that, we were just like, oh, okay, well, okay, so you're going to do this post for this month. So we went ahead and planned out who was going to post for the rest of October. Yeah. So that's how we kind of fixed that. Yeah, and every time we have, like, our creative meetings, we usually write out the month and say, this is what we have, you're doing this, I'm doing that. Yeah. And then whatever happens in between that month, we always talk about it and figure out who's going to do it and who's going to do what. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was a great example of the miscommunication, but how did we solve it? We were like, okay, well, we'll just publish this one the next week. Yeah. So neither one of us have to write anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's already written. So, yeah. Um, and that's going to happen, especially when you have multiple people yeah. doing something together. Um, but I think we are mm-hmm. learning that because yeah. I know that for us individually, if we want something done, we're just going to do it ourselves. Period. But you really can't do that in a yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, you can, but it ain't going to really work. (laughs) So I think that's what we're learning for both of us. It's like, hey, we have a partner on purpose. Like, rely on each other, lean on each other. And I think one thing I've had to learn at a partnership is that, like, you just said, like, we're both very, if it's not, if it's, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it, whatever, period, point blank, period. I think one thing that we both had to work on is asking each other for help when we need help. Mm -hmm. That has been very difficult. For both of us. Yeah. Because we're both, I don't want to say we're both. Do-it-ourselves people. Yeah, we're both very (laughs) do-it-ourselves people. But for me, like, I don't ever like, like, if I'm supposed to do something personally, I don't like to ask for help because I feel like sometimes, like, I'm like, like, I'll make up other stuff in my head. Like, oh, she's busy. She has this. She has that. She has blah. Like, I don't want to be a burden, you know? So I think I had to take that connotation away because I was like, Erica knows that if I'm asking for help, I really need help. Because mm-hmm. I will stay up all night and I will figure it out myself if I need help. So that's been something in working effectively as a team that I've really had to work on. Yeah, I agree too. Because I'm like that in real life. I'm like, I'm not asking nobody for help because I don't want to feel like a burden. I don't want to feel like I'm Google, bothering you. I will YouTube. <laughs> I will podcast it. Yes. Like, I will put something together without reading instructions. That is me as a person. She does that all the time. Like, I won't read the instructions and get mad while one piece is missing. But that's fine. So, but that's just me yeah. as a person. And I realize I can't bring that to a team situation. Yeah. And it's something that we basically, we have to consciously work on you know, day in and day out. And I feel like sometimes, I feel like 95% of the time we kill it. Yeah. But there's that 5% where we be tripping Mm -hmm. or we're tired or we're exhausted or we don't want to ask for help. And I think as we learn to work together as a team, we're obviously learning each other's strengths in businesses. We're learning each other's weaknesses in businesses. I think another um, factor in working of effectively as a team is, is playing to each other's strengths. Like there are some things that Erica does amazingly. That it just makes sense that since it's her thing for her to do it. You know what I mean? And there are some things that I do amazingly that it just makes sense for me to do. And I think one thing we had to learn is that we can't be all things to everybody in our business. But we got to focus on what we do best. But even if it's not what we do best, still know how to do it. So if you know how, so if you have to pick up the slack, you know what you're doing. Yes, exactly. That was one of our goals. It was like, okay, let's learn how to do this. So in case something happens, we know what's up. Yeah. I think that was great advice or a great uh, reflection. Yeah. yeah, it was. We learning. Yeah, we are. And growing. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so let's move on to our mentor moment. So this segment is when we read a question that was submitted to us so that we could give our advice. And yes, you will remain anonymous. Anonymous. It didn't Bobby Valentino have a song? Why yeah. you gotta be yeah. anonymous? I love the song. <laughs> What's your name? Anonymous. Mm-mm-mm. Anonymous. <laughs> okay. So it says, hi, Shelby and Erica. I am a single woman with a great career, living an independent lifestyle, but also waiting on the right man. My problem is I never get approached by the men that are, in my opinion, attractive to me. This may sound petty, but why does it seem like the less attractive guys have the most confidence? Does this ever happen to y'all? I do think physical attraction plays a big part in meeting someone, but maybe I'm being too picky. Or should I give someone who wouldn't be my typical type a chance? Help me. Um, <laughs> you got this one, Shelbs. Do I? <laughs> you don't. I don't think I do, but I'm just going to be honest. Um, Let's see. It happens to me um, quite frequently. <laughs> Um, I'll be like, Erica, why did he come over here and think that I would like him? I couldn't hold my laugh while I was reading this. Okay, sorry. No, I'm serious. Um, <laughs> it happens to me. It happens to Erica, too. Oh, my God. Um, I think it happens to everybody, but you have to realize that everybody that approaches you, you don't have to entertain. You do not. Period. But they do tend to have the most confidence, if we're being honest. And Yes. They do. But I will say that, like, you got to use discernment on um, if you should give somebody that you're not attracted to a try because we have to think about our children here. So, <laughs> seriously, no, you, but you, no, all jokes aside, <laughs> you do have to use discernment. <laughs> Erica, stop laughing. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm trying to be mature. Okay. <laughs> and I'm being immature. Okay. I'm being serious now. Um, but no, I think you have to use discernment in these skills. Um, I think that so many times we get a certain picture in our head about what our dream man looks like mm-hmm. and what our man, or what the man God has yes. for us is gonna send. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest, sis, God never told you what He was gonna look hey, like. Hey, God, don't play me. Don't play, Listen, bruh, Don't. Play. He never told you what He <laughs> yeah. was gonna look like and what He was gonna bring to the table. Now, I personally do believe that you have to be attracted to your man in some type of way. Yeah, like. Listen. Yes. You, I gotta be attracted to you. I got. I need to think that you're the finest thing on this yes. earth, even if nobody else do. Yes. And I think that if you don't think that, then, you know, that's a problem. I will say there have been times where I've found people attracted that were not attractive, but that's after I got to know the person. Right. So, because there's there are qualities that are not visual that are attractive, like intelligence, like character, like wisdom, like a job. <laughs> a good job with benefits you know like there are things like that and i think that you have to use discernment in those skills i think that you really have to pray to god and i really think that you have to be a little bit more open sometimes because like i said we all have this picture of what our man gonna look like we do and to be honest <laughs> he may not everybody tell me my man is gonna be light-skinned and i'm going to cry laughing oh, I'm crying i'm just gonna cry with like <laughs> Yeah, you're going to be crying and being in love. Um, Some be kind of petty, but men. Oh, Lord. If you are one of these people that she is talking about and you are sliding in her DMs, please, please believe she is screenshotting it and you are in the group chat. <laughs> Did I just give all the keys? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. Like, like, guys, like, come on. And then another thing about that is, like, I don't. Everybody has a type, right? Yeah. 
So, of course, you could be super fine and you slide in the DMs, you talk and you can't hold a conversation. Boom, that's unattractive. The opposite, I feel like what she's trying to say is that, like, if he's not attractive, then that's not even opening the door to a conversation. Yeah. But I think that you shouldn't just be like, well, since nobody attractive or nobody that I think is attractive is giving me attention, I'm just going to go ahead and talk to him. Then that means, to me, that's like you just talking to him because somebody's giving you attention and i don't really think that that's cool i hate when people do that i i don't i don't think that that's cool i think if you i mean if they're just giving you a compliment i don't see anything wrong being like thank you or yeah, that was I'll, nice or i appreciate it or something like that that doesn't necessarily mean you're like giving into their attention yeah. you're just being polite and yeah. then if they keep on messaging you then maybe you can delete, delete them, them. <laughs> i mean if you them, if you gotta go red. yeah if you, <laughs> so you've heard <laughs> no i've done all of that <laughs> I mean, but for real, like, you shouldn't just be like, oh, I'm just going to entertain him because so-and-so isn't, yeah. you know? And I just think that um, this is this has happened to all of us. And sometimes when somebody unattractive just, like, does that, don't you be like, now, do I look like or seem like this is the type of conversation I want to have? Yep. Uh, so I get where she's coming from, but I also think that she should not just give in to somebody um just because they're the person giving yeah. the attention. And I also think, just to piggyback off that, is that we really got to start living our, like, best single lives. Man, Like, yes. there are things that, like, there are things that I'm learning in my single life, in my single season right now, that I need in order to be a good helpmate in the future. Like, there are things that I'm learning about myself. And I really feel like, in your single season, like, this is your time to, like, really... To really do what you want to do without answering to nobody. Mm-hmm. If we just being honest. I hate to say it like that. But when you get with somebody, you have to take into account, you know, what he wants to do and what his vision is and all this other stuff. Like, once you get with somebody, more than likely at the stage we're in, at the stage we're in, at the stage we're in now, like, you're probably not going to be single after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's important to really utilize your single season to learn everything you need to learn, to do everything that you need to do, to sow all the oats, and to look within yourself to see what you need to work on and to and to know what you bring to the table. I think you got to get, in your single season, it's really important to be real clear-minded. Because yes. now I'm at a season in my life where you come and you with the BS, sir. Not today, not ever. <laughs> Bye. Not going to happen. Like, I feel like I'm so clear-minded now that I can really see the BS versus my mind is not clouded. Like, I've had to cleanse and a lot of other things going. I think sometimes we focus so bad on getting a man or getting a mate. And when we meet somebody, we just entertain anybody that comes. And that was a devil in sheep's clothing. Yes. That was not supposed to be the man that God had for us. God sent, the devil sent that man to Mm -hmm. distract you from the man that God was going to send. But you couldn't wait and you got greedy and everything in your heart told you he wanted. And I just think, I mean, it would be my desire to like, Meet someone naturally, not through social media or whatever, because let's just say this person is not my typical preference or not my typical type. If I meet you in person, I'm more than likely going to be going to have a conversation with you. I don't care if you're like if I'm like, oh, my God, he's so fine or he's all right type of thing. Like yeah. I, I can have a conversation. So I would be more inclined to have a conversation with that person and probably find him more attractive just by the things that we talk about. Yeah. Versus somebody that's like 
not really cute and slide in my DMs, I'm not going to talk to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> then probably miss out on somebody, like, a great person. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? So I yeah. think for her, like, yes, physical attraction plays a part. It does, but it's not but everything. it's not. And then, yes, girl, live your single life. We out here. We doing it. We surviving. We cool. Um, but I think that, I mean, what you like is what you like. As long as you don't just, um, whatever your type is, as long as you just don't think that everybody else that's not that type is just not for you. Because that's not true. That is not true at all. Mm -mm. I'm taking advice to myself. um, Because I got a type and it ain't been working for me. Ooh, we. Okay, so (laughs) if you have any questions like this that you would like for us to answer, for our mentor moment segment, please submit them to all things melanin TV at gmail.com. Send them on over. Send them over. Okay. Now our next segment is the words of encouragement. Coming from Psalm 4610. And it reads: Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The first two letter, I mean two words, it is. Um, verse is what I need to hear is be still because I will say that I'm still and I'm waiting and I'm and I'm trusting but on the inside I'm like god we're just happening um I'm getting nervous like it's close to being time like where where are you like that kind of thing and I'm not being still I can say that I'm relaxed but I'm not resting like how can you really be trusting if you're not resting or being still yeah so that's what I always say like god is basically exalted him on the earth so why aren't you why don't you think he can handle what you are wanting him to handle yeah so be still and trust to me it's just saying rest and trust yeah what does it say to you you took the words right out of my mouth i did again you did you I'm, roll I, bruh so since you went ahead and gave <laughs> um you know the benediction i'm gonna go ahead and pray us out <laughs> okay <laughs> So, um, Heavenly Father, I come to you as humble as I know. Thank you for each and every person that has assembled to listen to this podcast. We pray that we said something that has given them affirmation about the things that you told them and the vision that you gave them. We pray, Lord Jesus, as they go about their week, as they go about their day, as they go about their month, that you would cover them, that you would bless them, and that you would lead and guide them every single day in every situation, in every which way. We pray as they go out into the world, Lord Jesus, that they can be a light. And we know that sometimes that they will be the only representation of Christ that they will see. So we pray, Lord Jesus, that they represent you well. We pray that you would surround them with people that love them, that encourage them, and that inspire them. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would continually pour into them life, that you would continually pour into them grace, Lord Jesus. We pray for anybody that is struggling with addiction. We pray for anybody that is struggling with some type of issue, Lord Jesus, that they feel at their earth's wind at their earth at their wits end we pray that you would let them know that they are a child of god lord jesus and that you are not done with them left for anybody that is listening to this podcast and they just don't know what to do we pray lord jesus that they know that they have that they still have some living to do that they have a purpose because when they woke up and they had breath in their body they had a purpose and they had a life to live out lord jesus we pray that you would cover everybody and we pray that you that every each and every person that is assembled and listening would know that they are loved, that they are important, that they matter, and that they have a purpose. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.